You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 2, Episode 6, titled The Doctor. Original story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. Finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Overworked, intimidated, and living in fear for family members. A lone project researcher knows that he has been forced into a dangerous position. Today, and the decisions that our scientist makes today, will have a huge impact on his life. And the life of many others. Choose well, Doctor. Overworked, intimidated and living in fear for family members. A lone project researcher knows that he has been forced into a dangerous position. Today was the day it had to be. I stared straight ahead as I rode the transport to work. I knew weeks ago that something had to be done. But Dr. West's comments from yesterday made it clear that my family was in danger. And even if I was successful, I didn't trust that anyone associated with the project would ever truly leave us in peace. The plan was simple. I was leaving for lunch and never coming back. Hopefully, I could take my family off-world and disappear into the cosmos. Hopefully, my wife Dara was already on the move with our two children. I would meet them at noon and we would go. There was no stopping it now. I was either going to be free at the end of the day or dead. There was no going back. My name was Dr. Harrison Miller and I was, had been, was previously the head of genetic manipulation research at the Armstrong Research Laboratory in the shadow of Olympus Mons on Mars. It was six months ago when Dr. West walked into my office and offered me the chance of a lifetime to work on cutting-edge research that would help usher in a new era in mankind's advance into the solar system. I was happy in my work, but the administrative toll of my daily routine was beginning to wear on me, and the opportunity to get back into more hands-on research environments was too good to pass up. At first, things were great. My family and I moved back to Terra, and we enjoyed a rich life of luxury with our children. While I did indeed work on cutting-edge research projects in a state-of-the-art lab with an amazing team of researchers and colleagues. Then, I started to notice things. 
You don't get to a position in the scientific community like mine without developing a keen sense of awareness and an ability to read people. As amazing as everything seemed on the surface, there was a palpable sense of unease lurking just underneath the surface. Stress was a normal way of life for a researcher, but this was something else. Then people started disappearing. The answers I got were always the same. They were off on a new assignment. They accepted a promotion somewhere. They were elevated to running their own labs elsewhere in the system, but there was never any going away parties. No notices of congratulations. And never once did I ever hear from anyone again, despite my repeated attempts to contact them after their departure. Technically, I worked for the DSCM's Department of Genetic Research Executive Laboratories. I didn't hear the term, the project, until a few months in. By then it was too late. What began as an opportunity to change the world for the better, slowly morphed into more and more horror experiments. The result of which could only be death and destruction, and painful death at that. Two weeks ago, Dr. West made a personal appearance, and that's where the real nightmare began. This toxin reconstruction was the last straw. I took an oath to help people, not to kill them. Then there were the threats, which were only increasing in frequency and overtness. So, it was time to go. I stepped off the transport to the platform and made my way the two blocks to the institute. I badged my way in, went through the security check and got my coffee and made small talk in the elevator, just like every other day. Today was not every other day. When I got to the lab, Dr. Garrett was already there working. Good morning, Doctor. What are we trying today? Good morning, Doctor. I think we're going to resequence the genetic code and see if we can recreate the original DNA strand, and then work on replicating the genetic alterations from there. I think we've been going about this backwards, so let's see if going forwards make any difference. If nothing else, we'll experience failure of a different sort for a change. You could be right. Maybe trying something new will make some headway. It sure seems like we've been stuck for a while. For sure. Did you hear about Sarah? No. What about her? Got a promotion. Her office is packed up, and she's already headed off to parts unknown to live the life of fame and fortune. Some people have all the luck. Here we are, stuck in this dreary lab, and she's off to some exciting new corner of the galaxy. <sighs> oh well. Back to work, I guess. Another one gone. I wasn't entirely sure how much I could trust Bill, but I couldn't be the only one concerned that researchers kept suddenly disappearing. And it always seemed to happen not after a great breakthrough, but after a setback. Last week she had an incident in her lab where one of her active sample trays was accidentally destroyed. Just like all the others, my bet was that we would never see or hear from Sarah again me a little sick to my stomach, but also strengthened my resolve that I was doing the right thing. Today is the day. 
Well, good for Sarah. Glad to see someone's efforts rewarded around here. I tried to sound convincing as I fought back nausea and panic. I went to work, buried in the little things for the next four hours, trying to stop myself from constantly looking at the clock. There was only half an hour before the lunch break and my own flight for my life would begin. The inevitability of it all was beginning to weigh heavily on my thoughts. After all, it wasn't just me. My wife and kids were tied to my own fact. We might die today. But I'd rather die together, trying to reclaim our lives, than have to live through the thought that Dr. West's thugs would torture and kill them all slowly. I couldn't let that happen. With about 10 minutes left, I heard the door to the compartment open and I was greeted by the sight of our head of security. Whatever he wanted, it wasn't good and his timing was terrible. Doctor, could I speak with you a moment? Of course. How can I help you? I was reviewing the security logs and I noted an irregularity in your sector. Really? What kind of irregularity? There was a double scan recorded of your pass card last Thursday. You scanned in at 0745, then again at 1023. Okay. Is that supposed to be significant? It is... How so? It's curious because you never scanned out, and you cannot be observed leaving the facility on any of the visual monitors. Oh no. This was it. I thought I'd gotten away with it. It was last Thursday, and I had finally gotten the nerve to do a test run of my exit plan from the building. I had to know that I could get out undetected in order to make my escape. I hadn't considered that I'd get caught coming back inside again. Well, that is strange. I think that was the morning we had those power fluctuations. Around 9.40, wasn't it? Possibly. He eyed me suspiciously, and I was not at all hopeful that he was buying the story at all. I weighed my options. I could keep playing along and see if I could talk my way into some options here. I noticed that the time was getting perilously close to my planned departure. I seem to remember that we had several significant power surges when I was stepping out to grab some additional sample tubes from the warehouse. I had a really hard time getting out of here because the scanner took so long to reset and let me open the door. Maybe it's just a fly in the matrix. I waited nervously as he stared me down. It's probably nothing. I'm sure that you're right about the power surges. Just something that we need to check out. Thank you, Doctor. I held my breath, waiting for the inevitable blow to the head to come from behind, but it never came. You're welcome. I'm happy to help, always. I watched him turn and walk away, one eye on the door and the other watching the clock on my computer screen. I was going to have to move quick. He may have dismissed it for now, 
but I knew him all too well. And if he got a wild hair, he would check this facility from top to bottom until he found the little hole in the wall that I used to make my test escape last week. I was going to have to do this now. I calmly walked to the elevator, waited for the doors to open, heard the ding of the elevator arriving, stepped in, hit the button for the basement and watched the doors close in front of me. Before I knew it, the doors were sliding open again and I was about to take my first steps but could not be taken back again. I made my way in the dark. I didn't dare turn on the light or use my camera light to illuminate the darkness. I practiced this last week, so I made my way easily. Thankfully, no one had moved anything into deep storage since my practice run, so I didn't trip on anything and split my head open as I moved silently in the dark. I slipped my hand behind a bank of old lockers and found the old construction passageway that was obviously long forgotten. I moved the clunky lockers aside just enough to slide gently behind them and into the construction tunnel. It had likely been sealed at some point, but was probably reopened accidentally by construction projects on the block. Just my good luck that it had, and that I found it when I did. I'm sure that at some time, they used this tunnel to move in large equipment to the lab and move the construction materials in and out of the building. Now it was my escape route. In 10 minutes, I was on the street. I ditched my lab coat in the tunnel and pulled on an oversized jacket that I'd stashed there last week just for this purpose. I was walking free and just another anonymous nobody in a sea of invisible faces. The transportation hub was just four blocks away. Hopefully, my family was sticking to the plan and would be waiting for me there. Everything had to go as planned from here on out. I passed through the entry doors at the spaceport and looked around nonchalantly for my wife and daughters. For a few frantic moments, I thought they hadn't made it and I was about to have to leave without them. This was all for nothing if I couldn't get them off-planet and out of the inner sectors. We could disappear in the outer rim, but as long as we were here, they would find us. I knew far too well the stretch of their reach and the lengths they would go to when they wanted to. I was just about to head to the entrance gates when I spotted them out of the corner of my eye. We had rehearsed this a hundred times and everyone knew what to do. We made eye contact across the room and silently made our way to the entry gate aboard our ship. This was the most critical time and I half expected to see soldiers from the project burst into the terminal at any minute looking for us. Actually, if I was honest with myself, they'd just blow the place up from orbit if they suspected I was here and really wanted to stop me. I think the one advantage that I had here was that I was an asset that they would rather keep than lose. Maybe that was an advantage. Maybe it was just something I was telling myself. My family formed up behind me in line and I handed the gate agent our tickets. Welcome. Let me scan these real quick. There you go. An exciting new life in the outer rim awaits. Make sure that you have all of your belongings now. 
the captain can't turn around and come back for anything you leave behind, welcome aboard the Phoenix. Enjoy your trip. With that, we were ushered on board to our cabins. It would be a few days slow departure from orbit, then a few weeks past the asteroid belt. After that, it would be six months in stasis pods, but we would wake up with new lives and a new beginning for our family. The project was in the past. I hoped that I was leaving it behind for good. The colony ship Phoenix departs for a new life in the Outer Rim. Did the good doctor really escape his imprisoned servitude to the project? Or was that just wishful thinking on his part? For the sake of his family, I hope he chose wisely. this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. <laughs>